Good morning, church. Good to be with you by video on this beautiful day. God is good. It's beautiful because God's on the throne. The devil has been defeated. Stand up on your feet with me, if you will, please, and take your Bibles. Turn to the book of Matthew. Very familiar passage to us and a tremendous message that is going to remind us of some of the aspects of our church And in this time of prayer and fasting will change your life if you can apply what I teach and preach to you today. Take your Bibles, Matthew chapter 16. Let's read from verse 16 through 19. Then we'll go to Matthew chapter 18, verses 15 to 20. Here we go. Matthew chapter 16, verse 16. If you're all there, say amen. Amen. Wonderful. Simon Peter answered, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter. On this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Would you say verse 19 with me? I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Come on, continue. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Amen. Go now to Matthew chapter 18. Just a couple chapters ahead. Go to verse 15 now. Matthew 18 and verse 15. Here we go. If your brother or sister sins, go and point out their fault between the two of you. If they listen to you, you've won them over. But if they'll not listen, take one or two others along so that every matter may be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. If they still refuse to listen, go tell it to the church. If they refuse to listen even to the church, treat them as you would a pagan or a tax collector. Truly, I tell you, whatever you bind on earth. Let's read verse 18. You ready? Together. Truly, I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, truly, I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything that you ask for, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three gather in my name, there I am with them. Let's pray. Father, we thank and praise you for this time that we get to open your word. Your word will remain, will endure. Heaven and earth will pass away. We know this morning that you are going to move in great power because your word will go forth and not return void. Come on, pray for yourself. Lay hands on your own heart and ask God to speak to you. Speak to us today. Truly, may we be transformed by the preaching of your word. And God, I ask that you would hide me behind your cross right now, that as I preach, as I speak, it would burn faith in the hearts of each and every one of us, equipping us for the work of ministry, even in our life of prayer, the power of binding and loosing in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You may be seated. Praise the Lord. Let me emphasize just a couple of things before we get into this text of Scripture. 
We are in the midst of 21 days of prayer and fasting and uh, just a little bit more to go. If you're not joined in with us in this time of prayer and fasting as we've done for many, many years, in the month of January, we seek the Lord and, and prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting always go together. Then I'd enjoy, I'd invite you and I'd want to join you to be a part of this time. We've been having uh, 21 days, again, of prayer and fasting. And on Friday nights, we've had all night prayer meetings and what a great time it's been. Uh, on the mornings, our morning times of prayer have been also powerful. So we we welcome you to come and be a part of those. Let's get into this text. This is a profound passage of scripture. It's a message that has been uh, preached by Dr. Morocco for many, many years. I cut my teeth on messages like this. It's key to the understanding of who we are as KC Worldwide and the vision of this house. If you can take this message and apply it to your prayer life, it will forever change you and bring God's power and kingdom in your life in a way that maybe you've never experienced before. It's a message that's been repeated over and over and it's because uh, messages that, that are, are powerful should be repeated over and over. I played sports uh, through high school and in college, and, and uh, I still play sports. And one of the things that you do as an athlete is you do calisthenics, or you repeat plays over and over until you get them down. This is a spiritual play from the spiritual playbook of God that'll change your life. And so it's going to be powerful and again, key to your understanding the operation of this church. Jesus repeats this phrase, uh, this binding and loosing phrase twice. And in the meaning of binding and loosing, now let me say that whenever the Lord repeats something, well, whenever he says anything, you want to listen to what he's saying, of course. But when he repeats something, you, you know, take note that he's specially emphasizing something and so binding and loosing. The meaning of binding and loosing, there's many opinions of what binding and loosing means. We're going to take our look at this passage and meaning from the intertestamental literature, looking at it really from the basis of language. And uh, there's two definitions, binding demon spirits and loosing them. That's one definition. Binding, like maybe your, your mama taught you like mine did, to bind the newspapers before you took them out. I don't know, maybe you still don't, maybe you don't read newspapers anymore. But the, the binding, putting something together, wrapping cords around something to bind it together like newspapers and and loosing them would be meaning to cut the cord or set something free from being bound uh, that that's one definition the second definition is binding demon spirits and loosing their victims and this phraseology is used in the new testament let me read to you a few verses revelation chapter 20 this will be familiar to you verse 1 and I saw the angel coming down from heaven, having the key to the abyss, holding in his hand a great chain. And he sees the dragon, an ancient serpent, who is the devil, or Satan, and bound him. He did what? He bound him for a thousand years. He threw him into the abyss and locked and sealed it over him to keep him from deceiving the nation's until a thousand years were ended. There's that picture of binding there right in the book of Revelation. In Mark 3 and 27 reads, In fact, no one can enter a strong man's house and carry off his possessions unless he first ties up or binds the strong man. 
There is that word bind again. Matthew 12, verse 29. Or again, how can anyone enter a strong man's house and carry off his possessions unless he binds a strong man? Look at Luke 13. Luke 13, verse 16. Then should not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has kept bound, kept what? Bound these 18 long years be set free from the Sabbath. Jesus is saying that he wants us to flow in this kind of power. And he's teaching us really about binding and loosing. And in these verses here in Matthew 16, Matthew 18, he's making two assumptions. Write in your notes if you have those. The two assumptions he's making is the believer has authority. I want you to say, come on, lift your, lift your right hand and say, I have authority. Say it again. I have authority. I can't hear you. Try it again. I have authority. I have authority. That is one of the assumptions that he's making in this text is that the believer has authority. You have authority. When you pray, God moves. When we take authority over the enemy, when we bind and loose, we're walking in authority. In Colossians chapter 2, look with me, verse 9. For in Christ all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. And you've been given fullness in Christ, who's head over every power and authority. So we've been given what? Fullness. We've been given authority. In the Great Commission, he sends them out. He sends them out. Behold, I give you authority over serpents and scorpions, over all, all the power of the devil. How much of power of the devil? All the power of darkness. All the power of the devil. He's given us authority. So that's the first assumption we see when he says that whatsoever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. You have I have authority. Yes, you do. We have authority. And we've got to ask ourselves, how do we operate in this authority? We really do. You see, you can say you have authority all you want, but if you don't operate in it, you don't really have any authority. You're just saying you have authority. You know when somebody has authority, when they're displaying it, when they're moving in, in, in the authority. And so we found that authority is always challenged. And I don't know if you have children, but if you have children, you'll know that your kids will challenge your authority. And the same is true in the spiritual realm. The second assumption that Jesus makes is that there's a relationship between heaven and earth. And you see this in the Lord's Prayer. You see it in John 20 and verse 21. He talks about that. Uh, about Here, let's read this. John 20, verse 21. Again, I, again, Jesus said, peace be with you. As the Father sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. Verse 23, if you forgive anyone his sins, they are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. The Catholic Church used this text for the basis for the priest to forgive on behalf of God. But that's not what it's saying. No offense if you come from a Catholic background. That's not what he's saying. Because if that was the case, then Peter, when he got up on the day of Pentecost, would, could forgive everybody their sins. But that's not what he did. He preached the gospel and said, repent and believe. 
he, he declared repenting and believing. No, what John is talking about is that there's, there's a relationship between heaven and earth. There's a relationship between when I share or when you share the good news of Jesus with somebody and they repent, their sins are forgiven. But if you don't for, share the good news of Jesus and they don't repent, then literally you're condemning them to hell. So literally the role that we play in the earth releases the power of the kingdom of God or can actually cripple heaven. What you do on earth affects heaven. Somebody say amen. So let's say you're involved in ministry, for instance, and you take a long vacation because you don't want to be involved in ministry anymore. Your result of not being involved in ministry could end up actually hindering the results of the ministry should you, should, would you had been involved. Does that make sense? In other words, if you continued to serve in that ministry, people would have been impacted. But because you decided to take a long vacation, people won't be impacted. What you do affects heaven and affects the earth. All right, how do we bind and loose? Let's get into the, the components of the seven ways here in these texts of how we bind and loose. When Jesus said to Peter, who do you say that I am? And Peter says, you are the Christ. It is a picture of proclamation. Fill in your notes. We're going to give you seven Ps. And again, this is a Dr. Morocco message that's paramount to the understanding of why we do church the way that we do. And why we pray many times the way that we pray. So the first, the first way of binding and loosing is to proclaim. To what? To proclaim or proclamation. The proclamation of Jesus Christ crucified for your sin and mine, for the sins of all the world on a cruel Roman cross, his death, his resurrection binds demon power and looses its victims. So when Jesus said, who do you say that I am? Peter said, you're the Christ. The picture of binding and loosing. And the Apostle Paul said that I'm not ashamed of the gospel of, of, the, of Jesus, for it's the power of God unto salvation. And I can tell you many stories about how when we just declared Jesus' death and resurrection, that power was released and people were changed. The, the second way to bind and loose is to praise. You are the Christ. That's also uh, the phraseology there can not only be a proclamation of the gospel, but also praise or, or worship. If you look in Ezekiel chapter 28, verse 13, as well as Isaiah 14, and we won't go there right now, but it talks about the origins of Satan, Lucifer, the son of the morning, and how he was, it appears, to be a, an anointed worship leader there in heaven. It is said that there's pipes and timbrels. King James talks about that. And when he was filled with pride, he was cast down to the earth. One of the things he tries to do is steal worship from God. And if he can get you to praise him, it's interesting that you, he see when he tempts Jesus, he says, who do you say, who do, you know, who do you say that I am? Jesus said to Peter, but when, when Satan tempts Jesus, he questions his authority, he questions identity, and he gets, he tries to get Jesus to bow down and worship him. That is what Satan's trying to get you to do, to bow down and, and to worship him. One of my favorite stories, the testimony of the power of God, is a story of a man by the name of Sam, Sass, Sam Sasser. He's gone on to be with the Lord now. I had the privilege of ministering uh, along with his wife to our Marshallese a number of years ago. His wife's still alive and loves 
the Lord and is actively, uh, actively expanding his kingdom and still involved in Marshallese ministry there in our church in Arkansas. But the Sassers pioneered, really, the move of God in, in the Marshall Islands. And uh, Sam Sasser on the, island, um, on the island of Yap was there with Chief Dupree. And it was a, it was a modern day uh, showdown between the prophets of Baal and the prophets of God. And Chief Dupree wouldn't let him preach the gospel until he went through a series of tests. And he went through those tests, but the final test was to see Chief Dupree gather his tribe, his, his, a group of people around in a circle, and they began to clap their hands in this rhythmic way. And they brought two women into the center of the circle who began to dance, and those two women hovered into the, into the air. And Chief Dupree said to Sam Sasser, I bet your God can't do that. And, and Sam Sasser said, no, my God's not into that, but my God can bring him down. And Chief Dupree said, no, he can't. He said, yes, he can. And Sam Sasser walked off to a field and began to lift his hands and worship and praise the Lord. And when he did, the power of God hit that place. And those two ladies fell out of the sky and the power of God was put on display and he was able to preach the gospel and a great move of God happened there on the island of Yap. Praise and worship will bind demon power and loose victims. Praise and worship. He inhabits the praises of his people. And where the king comes, then the enemy can't be there. Come on. The third thing is promises. When Jesus, when, pardon me, when Peter said, you are the Christ, that's a promise being fulfilled. What promise? Well, over 300 of them in the Old Testament, the declaration that God would come, Emmanuel, God with us. And so when, when, when he says, you are the Christ, it's a declaration also of the promise of God being fulfilled. Do you know the promises of God are the basis by which we pray? And when you get promises and you begin to speak them and declare them, it binds demon power and it looses victims. Come on, what are some of the promises that you have in Scripture? Read those things out. Pray them out. Declare them. Lord, you said, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Lord, you said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I've laid hands on myself when I felt like I couldn't go another day and said, oh God, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Come on, some of you need to lay hands on yourself and speak promises over yourself. It's a power of binding and loosing by doing that. The, the fourth thing is purity. Purity or holiness. Holiness has power. Purity has power. Matthew 18, if your brother sins, go and you confront him. The fourth way to bind and lose is purity. Look, if you live for God, you stay free. But if you have some secret sin, then you're the one that's bound and you lose your authority. By living holy, by living righteously before God, you will release God's power. There's something about purity, something about holiness. The Bible says that without holiness, no man will see the Lord. The whole purity releases the power of God. Purity binds demon power and looses victims. The fifth way is prayer, and you'll see this in verse 19. Prayer. Prayer. Prayer makes a difference. You know, I'm so insistent about getting you to wake up and come to morning prayer or be at the all-night prayer meeting and the 21 days of prayer. Why are we so insistent? Because if we can get you to pray, if we can get you convinced and even moved into a place of revelation of prayer and you begin to pray, then you'll release power. You will bind demon powers and loose victims. 
Come on, prayer makes a difference. If you have a hard time waking up because you, because you just can't seem to get up, then set two or three alarms. Get a, get, get a little device and shock yourself. Do, do whatever you got to do to get up and get to morning prayer. You said, does it have to be in the morning? No, it doesn't. But there is something about ordering your day. And, and we do have morning times of prayer. And corporate prayer is, is powerful. It really is. You say, well, can I just pray at home? You can. And I'd encourage you to do that. But there's something about corporate prayer. Come on, you be there Friday night. You be in that prayer meeting on Friday night. It's going to be powerful. I'm going to be there with you this coming Friday. All night prayer starts at 9 o'clock. You, you want to be there. Pardon me, I believe it starts at 7. You, you check the announcements. They'll be sure to tell you. We're going to pray through the night. It's going to be amazing. It really is. It's going to be amazing. You don't want to miss that. Prayer binds and looses. The second, pardon me, the, the what are we? One, two, three, four, five, six. Fifth, six, personal. Everybody say personal. Personal. Where two or three are gathered, there I am in the midst of them. Personal. Listen, when you're personal with somebody, it helps people to get free from their bondages. There's something about being personal. We're a personal church, or we endeavor to be. We hope to be. We, we pray that, we, that we can be personal, even more personal. You know you need each other. You need the person on the right and the, and the, and the person on the left of you. I need you. You need me. We need each other. Why doesn't it say where thousands have gathered, there I am in their midst? Because there really is something about being personal one with another. You know, you can't get discipled in a crowd. There's something about being personal. Two or three, there he is in the midst of them. You know, our small groups, our ongoing small groups and our ministries that we have, they're crucial to the life of this church. Literally, they bind him in power and they loose victims. Come on, be per- get to know someone. Take someone for coffee. Take them for lunch. Get to know people. Know those who labor among you. Connect with people. Build relationships. We've found this, that if people don't build relationships in the house, then very soon they won't be in the house, really. So I'd encourage you to build relationships and get to know people. The, the, the last thing is presence. We yearn for God's presence here. We yearn for God's presence in our prayer times. We yearn for God's presence in our homes. We yearn for God's presence here. What is that about, Pastor? When God shows up in power, then the devil, as I said earlier, has got to go. The last way that we bind and loose is by God's presence, by God's power as he comes. When God comes and his presence fills the place, fills our hearts, fills our cars, our trucks, our homes. When, when your kitchen becomes a cathedral and, and he invades that place, it's all weariness leaves. When he breathes upon us, demon power cannot stay. Demon power cannot stay. So let's look at all of these that I just gave you. The power of binding and loosing. The first one, proclamation, declaring the gospel of Jesus Christ. The power of God to salvation. The second way to bind and loose is praise or worship. When we praise and worship, demon power runs for the hills. The, the, the third way is promises. When you speak the promises, when you proclaim the promises. The fourth way is purity by living holy, by living righteous. I'll tell you this for sure. You don't live holy. You don't live righteous. You're bound for certain. The fifth way is prayer by having a prayer life. And if you have a hard time getting up, well, passion that doesn't wake you up in the morning is a weak passion indeed, one preacher said. Learn to discipline yourself and, and, and discipline yourself unto passion that God would release a fire in your soul so that you would be a person of prayer. And 
personal. F is personal. Personal. Six, personal. Get to know people. Be involved in ministry. Be involved in small groups. Get to know folks in the house of the Lord. It will literally release God's power in your life. You know, you have to make yourself meet other people. Sometimes it's uncomfortable, I know. But think about the depth of relationships that you do have. How did that happen? Come on, build relationships. It'll bind demon power and it'll loose its victims. People need you and you need people. And lastly, presence. Yearn for God's presence to be manifested among us. When you come to church, learn for God's, yearn for God's presence, God's power. And in, this, in his presence, there's fullness of joy. Let me pray for you. Father, thank you for this word. A lamp unto a feet, a light upon our path. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you'd release your power. You'd release your anointing upon us, Lord, that we would be a people that walk in the power of binding and loosing. Through, Lord, through these seven ways, God, that you would move in great power. We thank you and we glorify you. We give you praise and honor, majesty, dominion, and power. May we be a people that walk in the power of binding and loosing. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. We'll hope to see you soon.